Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm your host, Susie Hunter, and we are going to we're going to have a, a quick little show today because, you know, it's holiday week. I don't expect y'all to just be hanging out listening about Rockies baseball. But, you know, I'll give you the stuff that you need to know. Um, we're going to break down the Rockies 4-1 loss in Houston from uh, Tuesday, Independence Day. Uh, we've got some uh, Rockies news. Uh, we have a great conversation with Josh Sushan of the Albuquerque Isotopes. Um, we'll give you some baseball headlines that I think you need to know. And we're going to preview the game in Houston that, uh, if you're watching us live, it's starting in a little more than a half an hour. So we're going to get into it. But first, first, we got to recap the 4-1 loss against Houston. It was Kyle Freeland on the mound versus Brandon Belak. Um, pretty young pitcher. Kyle Freeland could not get the win on the day where we celebrate the land of the free, the absolute irony. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a tough scene in, um, in Houston. Kyle was like cooking a little bit. Like, you know, we got like three or he got two flyouts and a strikeout in the first. He got a bunch of ground outs in the third. Um, uh, Kind of avoided some trouble for a bit, but oh boy, the fifth inning was was a little rough. That was where things really went down. Um, yeah, Dubon had a triple. Uh, Jolks had a single. Dubon scored, um, and then Gray Kessinger, Gray Kessinger, home run, first home run of his career in the majors. Yeah, that was that was the four one there. But you know what we got? You know what we got? We got a Chris Bryant home run. So it was a little it was too little too late, but uh we haven't seen a Chris Bryant home run. It was in the ninth, of course, like a half a rally. Uh, but yeah, Chris Bryant home run. He apparently he has like five home runs on the fourth of July. So I guess that's just his day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was on the injured list last year on the 4th of July. But, uh, yeah, that uh, that little rally came up short in the ninth. Um, just that KB home run. That's nine consecutive road losses for the Rockies, by the way. So not a good sign. Uh, oh, Jocelyn in the chat. We love K-Free, but I miss 2018 K-Free. Don't we all? And also, a thing that we've been talking about lately, his velocity is down. Um, uh, and Buddy addressed it to the media uh, yesterday and uh, kind of chalked it up to, you know, pitchers just evolve over time. He's not going to be the same pitcher that he was, you know, when he was a rookie, when he first got into the league, not even the same pitcher as a couple of years ago. But still, the slowly declining velocity is something that we are all kind of keeping an eye on. We're kind of keeping an eye on it. We're not hitting the panic button yet, but we're definitely paying attention to it. Um, Mark always in for Rockies baseball, even when it stinks. Thank you, Mark. That's very kind of you. Yeah, this was a, this was a game that, you know, if we had a little more offense going, feel like things could have could have gone a little different. Uh, we saw Fernando Abad again, who was back, by the way, um, after being DFA'd earlier this season. He stayed in the organization. He is back up. That man is a million years old. He is, yeah, he's a little older. But um, he managed to load the bases, but then not give up any runs. So that was good. But of course, like, you know, the stress of loaded bases. Come on. I'm so exhausted. So exhausted. Uh, by the way, we do have Kale producing today, but Kale is not mic'd up today. <laughs> We're having a chaotic morning. 
<laughs> yes, he like won't even talk, not even into the mic. I love it. Wish, please send us good vibes. Please send us good vibes. Uh, the other bad news about uh, the 4th of July game, we saw the end of Ezekiel Tovar's 15-game hit streak. Definitely a bummer, but you know what? He's a young guy. He will have many more streaks, but... You know, yesterday he had the longest active hit streak. That's pretty cool for a young guy. We are seeing those glimmers. We're seeing those glimmers of him. But yesterday was not his game. Um, yeah, we got some Rockies news. Um, uh, of course, we still do not have a fifth starter. The off days this week. We have so many off days this week. And plus, we have the all-star break. That's definitely helping the Rockies out. Uh, but... The other day, Coco Montez was sent back down to triple A. Alan Trejo was sent back up to the Rockies. Um, and also Albuquerque has been doing really well lately. We'll get into that in just a second. Um, but we got to talk about bird dogs first. Shall we talk about bird dogs? Because they, uh, they're, first of all, they're hooking us up with stuff, which is really exciting, but they have uh, incredible pants that are so breathable. They make you look good. They look like dress pants, but they are that slim fit that we all want. Uh, they give you a sculpted look and, uh, bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they actually fit way better, which is pretty exciting. Um, they fit better than regular shorts that are, you know, made of that like stiff fabric where you can't really move and you don't need that in the summer. We're active. We are doing things. We are sweating. It's been crazy weather here. So, um, uh, but yeah, they invented this cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches in all directions and it's got a way slimmer fit without sacrificing movement. Um, and also an anti-stink anti-sweat wicking fabric that gives you a cool and dry look all day long. Um, so yeah, go to birddogs.com slash DNVR or enter promo code DNVR um, and get a free, you're going to get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order, um, which we all know I need that to keep my drinks cold all freaking day. Uh, but that's birddogs.com slash DNVR uh, for your free Yeti style tumbler. Um, listen, you won't even want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I'm still waiting for, for my pants. I'm, I'm getting my brother-in-law a pair. <laughs> I'm excited for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and ooh, we got to talk about Volo Sports uh, because they are they are keeping all of us active because we have been doing bowling leagues, we've been doing kickball, but it's been so much fun seeing everyone at work so active because we're all obviously really competitive too. But um, they're the largest social sports company in the U.S. They have such a great presence in Denver, um, and uh, they do it all for a really good cause too because. When you play, kids play for free with the Volo Sports, with the Volo Kids Foundation. It's a separate 501c3 that provides free sports camps for kids in every Volo city, including here in Denver. Uh, we've been playing in the Cherry Creek Bowling League on Mondays. We've been doing Thursday night kickball in City Park. But if you don't have a team... If you can't get a team together, you can actually sign up as a free agent. You can get a monthly membership that gives you unlimited access to sports, events, and social activities every single night. Unlimited pickups, drop-ins, and tournaments. And it's just $20 a month. Like, that's nothing. In this economy, please, that's like nothing. 
But um, yeah, they've got leagues throughout the city in all the different neighborhoods, including Lodo, Rhino, Uptown City Park, Highlands, Sloan's Lake, Cherry Creek, DU, Englewood, Arvada, Aurora, Northfield, and more. Um, and if you missed your chance at the May leagues, uh, you can get your Volo Pass and start playing in leagues as a free agent today. Uh, make sure you use code DNVR10 for $10 off. That's www.volosports.com slash Denver. So you can find all of the all of the Denver sports that you want to get involved with. All right. So uh, we it's been a while since we checked in with Josh Sushan, the voice of the isotopes. But there is a lot going on in Albuquerque, especially because we've got a lot of guys going up, going down some fresh faces, some familiar faces. Uh, But yeah, we had a great conversation with Josh Sushan um, about everything going on down there. Here we go. Joining the pod now, a good friend of the pod, the voice of the Albuquerque Isotopes, Josh Sushan. Josh, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, doing really well. The Isotopes are playing well. Had some time, had some days off. Going to have some more days off here upcoming. And I love the split season format. First half is done. You got an all new lease on life with the second half of the season. I think that we should have more split season formats for more things in our lives, not just sports, but I'm loving the first and second half splits because the isotopes were in last place when the first half ended and now we're in first place in the second half. So yay for split seasons. Um, yeah. Can we get the at in the majors maybe? <laughs> uh, that, well, that's amazing. I'm glad you guys have this great reset. Uh, y'all also have some fresh faces down there as of this week who are you referring to we always have fresh faces (laughs) (laughs) you know i am referring to fan favorite winton bernard back with the club uh were you surprised to see him somehow end up back with the rockies organization yes i was surprised um i don't know if he's a fresh face anymore it's he's just i just feel like he just belongs with the rockies right like he belongs like obviously i know that he wants to be in denver but albuquerque is his second home you know and Winston and I've talked about this you know remember his brother played football for the University of New Mexico so as a kid he drove with his parents they drove from San Diego to Albuquerque so he went to all of his brother's games and was always around the team and a bunch of his older brothers former teammates they still live here in Albuquerque they come to the game he hangs out with them like he just came here so often and now that he had you know basically two full seasons with us and now he's returned Everything about him is just so much – look, he's a happy person everywhere. I don't want to make this overly dramatic, but he's just smiling from ear to ear. He loves Albuquerque, the fans, the ballpark, you know, the best moments of his life on a baseball field that occurred here in Albuquerque. Um, and then his first two games, it's just classic Winton. Two hits, two RBIs, two runs scored, three great catches, a stolen base. It's like it just picked right back up from where he left off a year ago, and I just feel like – Outside of Denver, Denver and Albuquerque is where Winton Bernard belongs to be. Um, that is beautiful. Yeah, we're excited. I'm going to try to get him on the pod later this week, too. So I need to get his perspective on all of this. But yeah, you guys have also, the past few days, maybe he's a good luck charm. You've had some really good games lately. Yeah, you know, there really isn't such thing as a rivalry in minor league baseball. You know, like the coaches change, the, the players change so often, especially the AAA, that it's really hard to, to have like rivals. But I still try to pretend really hard that Albuquerque and El Paso are rivals, right? Because it's a four-hour bus drive away. They're both National League West affiliates. And I actually really like El Paso. I like Tim Haggerty, their broadcaster. 
but at the same time, like if it's the closest thing to a rivalry. So I, I try to play it up as much as I can. There are rivals. We got to beat them. And we're beating them. At the time of this recording, we have won four or five games. And they really uh, put a put a hurting on us last year. So it feels good to beat our rivals. Yeah. And uh, it's, so it's just fun <laughs> to, to, to beat our rivals. Um, Josh, I love this drama that I'm getting from you. Clearly, you've been friends with me for too long. And this dramatic <laughs> side is rubbing off on you. <laughs> You know, over the years, we've had a few things, too, that have kind of led to, like, maybe there should be a rivalry, right? There was one time before it was fashionable to check pitchers for Sticky. The El Paso manager at the time, Pat Murphy, he had the umpires check one of our pitchers, Carlos Frias. He got ejected. It's like a big to-do. You know, there's other, there's always been, um, like, potential gamesmanship. I remember there was one year, it was like four or five years ago, that both teams wanted to wear black, and neither team budged on wearing black, and so both teams wore black, and it was just this terrible look on the field. I'm like, of all the things for a rivalry to get upset about, they're both wearing black uniforms for, like, the same game. So there's been some silly stuff, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's good, you know. I, I'm trying to pump up this rivalry thing here, Susie, so you have to help me. You know what? Uh, well, now it's out there. Now it's out in the universe. The hated El Paso Chihuahuas. Yes. <laughs> they, am I wrong? They dress up as SpongeBob sometimes, right? They did that with, um, when Robinson Cano made right. his Chihuahuas debut, it was a SpongeBob jersey that they wore. They don't do it on a regular basis. It's not like the mariachis, but they do it. Well, they did it once. I'll never forget Robinson Cano was wearing a SpongeBob uniform. Uh, it was a look. It was a choice. Mm -hmm. It was it was a lot. Mm -hmm. You guys had a mariachis night recently, right? Yeah, we had it on July first, and it was a it was a huge one. It was a uh, so we like to do like these um, themes within a theme. So we do mariachis mm -hmm. once a month, six times a year. And each time, again, there's a theme within that mariachis. And so this theme was lowriders. And we had 40-something lowriders that were on the warning track. And so fans could come down and check those out. We had another 40 that were outside the ballpark. And we gave away this bobblehead that was, no exaggeration, the most anticipated bobblehead ever. No, you cannot have one because I, I don't have any. But it's a lowrider that bounces. And then the mariachi dude is inside the lowrider and his head still bobbles. I um I saw this bobblehead on social media. I'm actually furious that you can't get me one. What is the point of being friends with you, Josh, if you can't get me the good Albuquerque bobbleheads? That is a poor Stolting question. You know what? I actually maybe I will email him about it. There you go. <laughs> um, you know another semi-fresh face though that y'all have down there, Michael Tolia. He was mm -hmm. up with us during that really long road trip, so I didn't even get to see him. But he's back with you guys. And of course, as is customary, he's crushing it. Yeah, so he's really been on a good power stretch here. And I feel like it happened this year just like it did last year. We went to Tacoma. And when we went to Tacoma. He just Now, he's from there. He's from Gig yeah. Harbor. It's like 10 minutes away. And he had this huge week in Tacoma. Came back to Albuquerque. Had another huge week. And then he got called up to make his big league debut. And we were in Tacoma on the last road trip. And he was going through the stretch where he was drawing like some walks, but you know, his average was starting to, to tumble and he was still getting some RBIs. He goes to Tacoma and he gets hot again. He stays with his parents. He credited his mom's home cooking uh, to get him going again, slept in his own bed. A um, bunch of his old high school friends were coming to the games. He got hot in Tacoma. Then he had, then we went to Reno and I, I guess he went up to you guys for like a day or two or something, comes mm -hmm. back here and, now he's scorching hot again. He had a six RBI game, including a grand slam. It seems like every time he comes up, there's guys on base and he's bringing in somebody. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, he's getting some, some reps on right field. He's still primarily playing first base, you know? So it's like, I, I feel like when, when, when Montero and Nolan Jones and all those guys got called up there for a while, he was just, he didn't see any strikes because they were not going to let him be the one that beat them. So he was taking his walks, which I thought really showed a lot. And uh, he's still throughout his career. He's been almost the same lefty righty this year. He's been much better left-handed. So you can just get the right-handed swing where the left-handed swing is to look out because he's really locked in left-handed right now. Interesting. Locked in left-handed. I, as a fellow ambidextrous person, uh, I'm fascinated by this, but um, I'm glad to see he's doing well down there. Yeah. It's, we're sad that we missed him, but uh, another dude I'm going to miss. We just found out Coco Montez going back to, back to Albuquerque, but I mean, you guys love Coco down there. Everybody loves Coco in Albuquerque. He's so this is going to be interesting now because Winton was the two time fan favorite. We do voting. But Coco was the overwhelming runaway leader this year in fan voting, right? Like he gets the biggest applause. Everybody loves Coco all ages. So what's going to happen with the fan voting this year? Is Winton going to come back for three in a row and retain his title? Is Coco going to take it from him? Is it going to be like someone doesn't have enough plate appearances to qualify for fan favorite? This could be interesting. I hope for both of their sakes, they end up back in Denver, but there could be some drama about this year's fan favorite right now. Well, you know what? I think that's a good problem to have. How blessed are Albuquerque fans that there are so many dudes that fans get to love? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then another one is Cole Tucker. Speaking of ambidextrous, yes. he's, he's playing really well. On the last road trip, he robbed a home run. He made a bunch of diving catches in center. He's made some good plays at second. He's hitting for power and average. He's been adding some stolen bases. Cole Tucker is a huge fan favorite, mm-hmm. not just because of the person that I knew that you're going to ask me about, but just because of he's just such a great person in the way that he plays the game. So it could be quite the battle for fan favorite between those three. I was going to say, yeah, he's got a lot going on too. Oh, who did you think I was going to ask about? His bestie, Sean Bouchard? Yeah, yeah. How is Sean doing? Is he getting better? Is he is he coming around? Is he going to play this know- year? We see him around. Um, he was definitely, I saw him, you know, poking around during the hail game, looking at the okay. weather, taking some pictures. Uh, yeah, um, I need I need to chat with him about how he's doing. But I think he's, he's on a good track right now. Okay. And then I read that, I guess, Brendan Rogers is on a very good track. Is it true that Brendan might be wearing an isotopes uniform at some point in the future? Do you know anything about this? I would expect that you guys would see him down there sometime soon, but he was taking BP. So that's a huge step for his recovery. I think, I think y'all will see him at some point. I don't know when though. Okay. All right. I like, I like the second half title. The second half, we got Winton, we got Coco back. Tucker's healthy. You're going to get Brandon Rogers on a rehab assignment. I say we start uh, making plans for the postseason right now. I love it. Um, uh, wait, hold on. You said Cole Tucker's hitting for power. Now I want a little more info on this because when he first came back to the topes, he was hitting, but not necessarily for power. And then you said something to me, and then all of a sudden he was hitting for power. Oh, so I'm looking at my scorebook. Notes. I love this. The reason why I'm looking, I'm looking at my scorebook. So yesterday's game, he had four hits. They were all singles. He had a 435 slugging going into yesterday's game. Um, this series has been more like singles, but um, especially at Reno and Tacoma, yeah, he, he he was hitting for some powers. All the extra base hits he was doing. Um so we yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's never yeah. going to be a 20 homer to 30 homer guy. Right. But I think he can be a 10 to 15 homer guy, you know, um, and he's another ambidextrous guy. Right. Um, 
I did a deep dive with him about switch hitting and about like what he does with the left hand. And like, it was crazy about like how much, like I, I, I have my notes somewhere, but it's like, he golfs this way, but then he hits this way, but he throws this way and he bowls this way and he eats this way. And he like brushes his teeth this way. It's like so totally random and ambidextrous of, of what he does with like sports and food and writing and everything. Wait, hold on. What hand does he write with? I have to find, where's my notes? Hold on. Okay, we, we can wait. We can wait. I can edit this if I need to. Oh, there but, you go. Uh, I need to know. I want to know what hand he writes with, what hand he golfs with. Because, like, I'm also ambidextrous. I primarily write with my left hand, but I can write really well with my right hand. I golf lefty. I hit better lefty, but I can also hit righty. But okay. I throw better righty. So there's a lot. They okay, so, so Cole is a natural left-handed hitter. Mm -hmm. He learned to switch hit about age 14, 15. So his natural swing is left-handed, but he throws right-handed. He bowls right-handed. He kicks primarily with his left foot. He writes right-handed. He brushes his teeth and eats left-handed. Oh, see, eating left-handed makes so much sense because that's the side that the fork is on. Very European of him, too. Okay. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Brushing teeth, lefty. That is super random. I um, I, I, I got to talk to Cole Tucker at some point. I haven't seen him since spring training. Yeah, he said that from his two swings, he feels like he has more power right-handed because he thinks that just the motion of throwing right-handed helps him generate more power that way. And he's got oh. more just like average swing, you know, uh, left-handed. Mm -hmm. um, it was really interesting. We had a really good deep dive about switch hitting and the um, just like the process of learning about it. He said that once he decided to do it, his high school coach said, no matter what, you have to stick with this. You can't just say like, oh, there's a really tough pitcher today. Let me go like this other way. He goes, once you commit to it, you have to absolutely positively commit to it. And, and he has. And he said that it was like life changing that he had a coach that number one, allowed him to do it. And number two, forced him to really never give it a day off. You yeah. know, and, and even like the swinging, he said that whatever the starting pitcher is for that day, he'll devote about 75% of the swings to that side. But then he knows he has to be ready on the other side for relief pitchers and things like that. Did you guys have this conversation on your radio show? <laughs> we did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Plug did. away, Josh. You got to tell us where we can follow all of your amazing work. Because you, as always, of course are crushing it down in Albuquerque. Well, thank you. So what we decided to do, there was enough times over the years that parents missed a pregame interview. And so we decided, well, why don't we just, instead of me emailing them and other people may not be tuned in. So we basically take all the interviews from the week and we compile them into sort of like a quasi podcast. It's not a full on Ooh. DNVR Rockies podcast. It's like a quasi cast. We call it Topes cast. And basically it's a six game series. So I take the six interviews and they're about five minutes each and just put them together. And we post that. And again, it's called Topes cast and you can find it on Spotify and Apple music and the post game summary with highlights are on there. And then every once in a while we'll do a longer interview. Like we only have time for about five to six minutes yeah. for the radio interview. Sometimes we'll do a two parter. I did that with Dustin Garneau when he was um, back visiting with us or sometimes I'll just say, okay, so that's the end of this radio interview, but we're going to keep talking and we'll post the whole interview. So yeah, again, it's called Topes Cast. You can find it wherever you find your podcast. And it's a good way to, to learn about the up and coming Rockies and just hear about some, some cool, you know, notes about these guys. And there's always some interesting anecdotes that uh, these guys shared with me. I love that. And Josh, where can we follow you on social media? Does Twitter still exist? I don't know. It depends on when this podcast <laughs> airs. Um, I'm really, really sad that TweetDeck was not working 
I hope it comes back because it makes it way easier to find out Rockies news when I go to TweetDeck than trying to just scroll individually through Twitter to find my Rockies news. But I'm, I'm literally lost without TweetDeck, by the way. That yes. is the only piece of organization I have in my life. And like, you know how chaotic my life is. So I'm kind of, I'm struggling right now. But Josh, yes. Where can we follow you yeah. on social media? Maybe Twitter, maybe Instagram. Yes, uh, you can follow me on Instagram or on Twitter. It's really hard. At Josh underscore Sushan. I can see if I can point to it. Where is it? Right it's there. somewhere about there. Anyways, yeah, you guys get it. <laughs> At Josh underscore Sushan on Instagram and Twitter to, um, to follow me. All right, Josh, I love it. Hey, have a great all-star break. Enjoy a little a little time to yourself. Best of luck with the rest of the season, but we will talk to you much sooner than that. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, as always, Susie. Yeah, meanwhile, Kale is, like, over here roasting me during the end of that interview because it literally takes me and Josh more than two minutes to say goodbye to wrap up an interview. Um, we are we are talkative. We are talkative people. Um, uh, I want to talk about game time because it is my – it's my favorite way to get my last minute tickets because I'd just be doing everything at the last minute. But yeah, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be hard. Game time makes it super easy. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever shows are going on near you. Someone's probably selling a ticket to it. Um, so with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you have. I've mentioned this so many times. This is how I'm going to get into the Taylor Swift concert because I, of course, do not have tickets yet. So I will wait until that very last second. The show starts at eight. I'm going to be there at seven, just like scrolling through, looking for the deals. So that'll be me. But I use this all the time for Rockies games. You can get really good deals, tickets in the single digits. Really cool. So yeah, forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And they have flash deals for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. I see the flash deals all the time. Really low prices for really good seats. And the game time guarantee means you will always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or uh, same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's a really good deal. So it's the fastest growing tip ticketing app for a reason. You can even see the view from your seat in the app, which I think is so cool. Uh, you can buy tickets in a manner of seconds. They show up in your account super fast and the tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you'll never have to dig through your email. You'll just find it in there. So yeah, you can snag tickets without stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase terms apply but create an account use code dnvr get twenty dollars off and download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right and uh, we gotta talk about DraftKings. DraftKings is back in the rockies life and we love that but yeah new customers download the DraftKings sportsbook app and use code dnvr you can bet just $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's with code DNVR. 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, uh, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, it's 1-800-327-5050 um, or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, it's 877-HOPE-NY or HOPE-NY-4673. Six, nine. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. And in West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. We got to get through all this disclaimer. Sorry about this, folks. All right. In Connecticut, if help is available for problem gambling, call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance one boost eligible per game. Opt-in required, max bet $50, 10-plus leg required for a 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. All right. We have a DraftKings um, pick of the week. And if you don't like it, you can uh, message Spencer Smith because he is the one that I consulted on this. So he's also like having a baby any second right now, by the way. Our DraftKings pick of the week. We are going with UFC, which also you can watch here at the DNVR bar. But Shannon Ross versus Jesus Santos Aguilar, which um, Spencer described as a great baseball name. Great baseball name. He's a fighter. Uh, But yeah, we are taking we're taking Jesus on that. So yeah, that's our that's our pick of the week. So yeah, bet UFC on the DraftKings app. You can come watch it here at the DNVR bar. We got lots of fun stuff happening here this weekend. Whew. All right, let me catch my breath for a sec. Let's let's address the comments because Jocelyn's in here. Um, uh, all right, so Jocelyn says the really psycho optimistic side of me thinks the Rockies are pulling an Uno reverse card. Terrible first half, amazing second half. We hope. Uh, I will say, I don't know if you remember or if you saw when I had a tarot card reader in during the offseason, and she said it was going to be a rough start, but there was going to be a positive surprise halfway through the season. I'm still waiting to see that surprise, but she was right on the rough start. It it do be rough. Kale's nodding his head. He agrees, but he will not talk. He is... He is not verbal today, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, let's get into some baseball headlines. The Padres, the Padres DFA'd Nelson Cruz. So they tweeted this out on Tuesday. Uh, they recalled Jose Castillo and Matt Waldron and infielder Matt Batten from El Paso. And then they optioned Domingo Tapia down to El El Paso, and they DFA'd Nelson Cruz, their designated hitter. He's he's like 42. He's he's older. But yeah, crazy scene. Uh, Padres, yeah, they are struggling. They they're not doing much better than the Rockies. That's that's for sure. Let's check on their record right now, shall we? The Padres are 40 and 46. 
Okay, Rockies are 33 and 54. So, you know, a little different. <laughs> a 465 winning percentage versus a 379 winning percentage. <laughs> this is a crazy, crazy NL West that we are looking at this season. That is for sure. Um, let's take it to the NL Central. L.A. De La Cruz, the new rookie star for the Cincinnati Reds, turned down a home, home run derby invite. So he said, quote, I'd rather focus on the season and make sure I'm able to contribute to this team or to this team and help this team win. Um, he said that through interpreter Jorge Merlos per um, Cincinnati.com. I mean, this kid hasn't even played in 30 major league games yet. I kind of admire that he's just like, you know what? I need to focus on this new job that I just got. All right. Speaking of of all-star caliber players, Mike Trout. Mike Trout is injured again. This is so upsetting for baseball because he is he's he's a great baseball dude. Um, so as of July 4th, he is on the IL, reports Sam Bloom of The Athletic. But um, they announced Trout was going on the IL with a left hammock fracture. So this is a big blow for the Angels, of course. They are already struggling. They already have so many injuries. Um, apparently this injury is about four to eight weeks, but this comes after Mike Trout was forced to exit the game on Monday. Um, and the issue appeared to be his left hand or wrist. Um, so yeah, that's the, the Hammett area, but yeah, that's a tough blow. That's a tough blow. Um, uh, Ty France and Isaac Paredes had a collision on Sunday, this was pretty scary. So the Rays third baseman, Isaac Paredes, uh, collided with um, Ty France. He was the base runner. Um, uh, Paredes left the game and he was down for a while on the field. And then, um, yeah, so let me get this all straight. So France stayed in the game, but he was left out of the lineup on Monday. And then he was in the lineup on Tuesday, but then was scratched from the lineups, um, according to, uh, Seattle times. So uh, tough scene for them. Tough scene for them. Uh, Max Fried, Braves pitcher. He is facing live batters as if the, the Braves, they've been missing these like incredible pieces. And they're doing just fine. But um, apparently Max Freed threw live batting practice on Tuesday. That was what he was scheduled to do. It all went well. Whether or not he'll do a rehab assignment is still to be determined. Um, uh, oh, Mark adds, the Padres beating up the Angels this week. I don't know. They're all they're all pretty beat up. <laughs> they're all it's all kind of a tough scene. Uh, real fast. Let's talk about let's talk about Shady Rays, my absolute favorite sunglasses that um, I have acquired so many pairs of because I've I've lost them and they replace them. That is the great thing about Shady Rays. Uh, this is gear built to last. Uh, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for all of the warm weather and sunshine ahead with polarized shades at a really affordable price. This is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn, that's for sure. But these the frames are durable, extremely clear optics, great for outdoor adventures or for outdoor lounging. And that's not all. Shady Rays has the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every single pair of sunglasses backed by the lost and broken replacement deal. I've never needed the broken one because they are very durable. 
I've needed the lost ones because my life is chaotic. But if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they will have your back long after you purchase. So together with new customers, Shady Rays is providing much needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. with Shady Rays impact um, from building play sets to or from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS with the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others for years to come. So you can shop their entire brand new collection online, or you can see them all in person at the Park Meadows Mall. Um, it is a full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. And if you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or just return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop. They always have your back. So this is an exclusive deal for our DNVR listeners. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. So try for yourself the shades rated five stars by more than 250,000 people. Hmm. It's a good deal. I know my friends are like using that deal all the time. They love the code. They love the code. Uh, we also have to talk about our friends, Bacchus and Shanker. <laughs> The theme song does not hit the same when I do a solo show, by the way. Um, guys, I promise I will get to your comments. Don't you worry. But listen, when you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker is here to help because Bacchus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They are helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado, and they've been doing it for more than 25 years. It is totally free until they win money in your case. There is no upfront fee to talk with someone about your case, no fee while they work on it. There is no fee unless they win money for you, and they've done it a lot. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. That's billion with a B. And now they have even more locations all over Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. And you know Bacchus and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case, more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. So Bacchus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you were not at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. So call them at all two lows, 222-2222 to find out if you have a case because Bacchus and Shanker wins. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about, let's, let, we're going to address the comments. Stevie, I know Chris Bryant hasn't played well with the Rockies, but I still love when he does good. I hope he starts getting hot and hits some bombs. I agree. I mean, no, I, we're all disappointed with the way the Chris Bryant situation has gone. Chris Bryant's disappointed. He doesn't want to be struggling. He doesn't want to be injured. We don't want that as fans. I'm sure the Rockies don't want that. They spent so much money on him. My gosh. So it was nice to see him hit a home run because he really has not hit a lot anymore. He, he, you know, he gets like singles and stuff, but you know, we miss, we miss the old Chris Bryant. I don't know if the old Chris Bryant exists anymore. He's just a different player, but wouldn't it be nice if we just got like an absolute offensive wave from him? That would be so fun. That would be so fun. All right. Let's talk about 
Uh, oh, th this game is starting soon. Uh, it's a 2.10 p.m. Mountain Time game in Houston, 1.10 Central Time. But Chase Anderson is on the mound versus J.P. France. J.P. France, um, three wins, three losses, a 3.13 ERA uh, versus Chase Anderson on the mound for the Rockies. We will we'll see. His last couple of starts were not... They weren't great. They weren't great. So hopefully the time off, the reset, let's let's get some good things out of Chase Anderson today. But yeah, that game starting in just a couple of minutes. We'll be live tweeting that, of course, because why wouldn't we be? Maybe it'll be me. Maybe it's someone else. Maybe Kale will be tweeting. <laughs> no one knows who tweets from the account. That's the thing. Things just show up there. Um, uh, but listen, thanks for hanging out, guys. Uh, we have a whole week of Sue shows. I don't know if Patrick mentioned, but Patrick is on vacation. And then he's going to be in Seattle for the All-Star Game. So we'll have all kinds of great coverage. Um, I'm pretty sure we're back at Thursday at 1 p.m. The draft is this weekend, by the way, the MLB draft. So we have fun stuff going on. But you can follow all the latest Rockies news at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. You can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Uh, Kale, do you know what I say about closing out a show? What do they say? She doesn't know how to do it. She can't say goodbye. It takes her forever because she's never shut up one day in her life. But I will talk to you guys tomorrow. See you later.